Hey guys, I'm Sean Ferguson, and welcome to another episode of Shortcuts. It's a podcast about East Lamal featuring conversations and interviews with people in our community, East Lamal business partners, and people who make East Lamal what it is. We are so happy today to be talking about Albion Fellows Bacon Center. They're our nonprofit of the month for the month of October, and our guests are Ashley McReynolds and Gina Guest. Here's our conversation. Uh, if you guys would just kind of introduce yourself and talk about how long you've been here with Albion and uh, we'll go from there. We'll start with you. Thank you. I'm Gina Gist. I'm the executive director at Albion. I've been in this role since March, but I've been at the facility for a little over 30 years oh in a variety of, of different roles. I started out as an outreach assistant, um, was the outreach coordinator, legal advocacy program director, non-residential program director, and now Wow. the director of the facility. Okay, well about time. They gave you the Hokies. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley? Um, I'm Ashley McReynolds. I'm the director of engagement and resource development. I've been here about six months, um, but I have been working with women and children um, in the Tri-State through nonprofits for about 14 years now. So. Okay, amazing. So let's talk about Albion Fellows Bacon Center. I'm sure that there's somebody listening right now it doesn't really know uh, a lot about you guys. Kind of give us an overview of your organization, Gina. Well, I think you're right that a lot of people may not be aware of us, but um, Albion Fellows Bacon Center is a domestic violence sexual assault program here in Evansville. Um, we're made up of a variety of services. The one that most people think about when they think of Albion is the shelter, but that's, that's just one small component of what we do. Okay. Um, anyone who's a victim of domestic violence, sexual assault, or human trafficking can come into our shelter. Okay. Um, people of all genders, people of all ages. A lot of people in the past thought we were just a women's shelter, but domestic violence is something that affects everyone, okay. unfortunately, so anyone can come in. And then in addition to our shelter, we have a mobile advocacy program. For, so this program is for those individuals who are, who are being abused or have been sexually assaulted but who don't need a safe place to stay. Okay. So we do individual advocacy, um, helping them understand what's happened to them, helping give them some, um, some resources, we have support groups for them. We do safety planning, as well as just finding out what their goals are and what they want to accomplish while they're working with us. We don't do any type of therapeutic services. We do more crisis oriented. So if we feel like the person they need a little bit more help than what we can provide, mm -hmm. we're going to refer them to an outside agency. Okay. Um, we also have a crisis response program. So this is for people um, who may go to the emergency room and they've been a victim of domestic violence or sexual assault, the emergency rooms or any other community partner, whether it be law enforcement, um, a business, a school, can call us 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and we can dispatch um, an advocate or a navigator immediately to that place. Okay. And I think this is where we reach some of those individuals who don't know about us, um, especially if you're going to the hospital, you've just been assaulted, having this navigator explain what's gonna happen, what are the next steps, Let's safety plan. It's a lot easier them for them to follow up with services with Albion, okay. um, other than being being given a business card and say call Albion tomorrow. Yeah. And then I'll let Ashley talk about our prevention program. Um, we have a, a prevention program. We 
Albion does cover 11 counties in southwestern Indiana, and um, we have a prevention program that's in about five counties. It goes and speaks to eighth graders and 10th graders, and it um, teaches about sexual assault, domestic violence, consent, um, bystander intervention, how you can help, who's safe to report in your school to, um, and it reaches about 1,200 students each year. Uh, it's taught by a wonderful prevention educator that we have here on staff, and um, and you can any school can request that, and we can come and work out a time to teach that with them. And what grade levels is that? Eight, it, normally eighth grade and tenth grade. Okay, okay, so a little bit older than the elementary level. But, yes, yeah. we have a fantastic partner in Evansville, um, Holly's House, that does a prevention program yeah. in the younger grade levels. Um, so Ashley, you and I were walking earlier, and thank you. Uh, and you've, you made the comment, we're full. So that kind of tells me that this is, this is, there's a big issue here. This is a prevalent thing in our community or in the counties that you guys serve. But how big of a problem is this? They okay. say about one out of every four women and about one out of every seven men will experience domestic violence at some point in their lives. So if you think about that, everybody knows someone, whether it's their next door neighbor, um, their Sunday school teacher, um, their relative. Yeah. Unfortunately, everybody knows someone who's been a victim. But locally, just looking at some of the stats, and these are stats of people that have actually reported. Usually there's there's about seven incidents of domestic violence before it's actually reported to law enforcement. So these don't even touch how many are actually happening to in 2021, there were 3,474 family dispute runs, wow. according to Central Dispatch. There were 1,469 no contact orders where a domestic violence criminal case was filed in Vanderburg County. There were 1,900 domestic violence in progress calls where violence was occurring or there was a high potential for domestic violence. So those are just the numbers that, that were reported. And like I said, there's so many more, but then when you look at our stats, we provided almost 4,000 nights of shelter to about 300 women and women, men, and children in 2021. We received almost 9,000 calls to our crisis hotlines, and then we served about 3,000 people through our mobile advocacy programs. Okay. So it's unfortunately it's a it's such a widespread community problem, and it's something that it takes the community to combat this rather than just an agency or a friend right and um, it takes everybody working together have you guys seen an increase uh, since the covid and different things like that as people are for a while were sheltered together and couldn't really get out very much did that uh, cause these numbers to rise or i think so during when the stay-at-home orders were occurring mm -hmm. our numbers dropped significantly i mean i think for one thing it was it was scary for anybody to get out in the community, but to come into a shelter where you have communal living made it even more difficult for people to leave. But as soon as those orders were lifted, our shelter was completely full. And as soon as we have one person, one bed come available, we probably have three or four people waiting for a bed. So our numbers definitely, we saw a huge increase after that. Okay. And, I, and I think our numbers are a little bit lower for men that come into our shelter. Yeah. or seek help but I think just because the stigma around it it's it's difficult for a female to come forward but for a male who society looks at supposed to be the strong one the one in control to be able to share that 
his partners abusing him can yeah. make it even more difficult. So I think the numbers for men are probably a lot higher than what we actually see. Okay. Same with sexual assault victims as well. We think the numbers are, are just higher, but they're just not reported. So. Right. They can stay here 45 days, I think is what you said, Ashley. Uh, uh, Is there a large number of people that stay that long? Or what's kind of the average stay? 45 days is right around the average. We do work with several community partners to help um, our uh, guests get other housing beyond here. So we are currently considered an emergency shelter. Um, That's why we do the 45 days. But but like I said, we have partnerships with Aurora and several other organizations that really work with our guests to help them find more permanent housing. But, But that's probably one of the biggest obstacles our clients face is finding housing if they want to leave the situation. There's just not a lot of affordable housing in Evansville or anywhere right now. I'm sure it gets worse outside of Evansville too, in those more rural areas. It's really challenging, I'm sure. Most definitely. So we have to really try to do a good job on safety planning because 45 days doesn't give you time to find a house, make sure you have enough financial assistance to be able to get into it, find one that's open. So it's something that we're hoping down the road to start um, changing, converting some of our rooms into transitional housing where they can actually stay up to two years. So that's kind of one of our long range plans that we would really like to see because we know 45 days you can't deal with trauma, um, find a new place to live in and move on. Sure. Uh, How can the community help? Uh, Obviously donations, but volunteer time, different things like that. Kind of give us an overview. There's many, many ways to help. Um, They can volunteer. One of the ways to turn in a volunteer application is just to go to our website, which is albionfellowsbacon.org, and we can start from there. Volunteers range from some maintenance issues on the property to um, our events and outreach programs that we have to teaching programs in the shelter. It may be something as simple as well, not even simple to me, I guess, but you play the guitar really well and you would like to come and teach some guitar lessons in shelter or just play for a little bit in shelter. Our survivors would absolutely love that. We have a meal train that's ongoing um, that you can sign up for after a rough day of whatever they're going through. Um, Coming home to a meal that is already prepared for them is a a big deal and they're always very appreciative. Um, Someone brought a um, make your own potato bar as a meal train one day and they were just so excited about that nice. um, and we have clients here that they will um, they, maybe they work third shift there's always leftovers for them and that's always great but ongoing needs as far as donation we do have an Amazon wish list and a Target wish list that we constantly update um, right now some big things that we're in need of are conditioner body and mouth wash socks underwear um, ethnic hair products ethnic hair products um, and linens we always need linens of all kinds um, if you go home your favorite thing is normally your blanket in your bed and that's the same way for our guests and survivors as they love a nice warm blanket um, and then small gift cards those go a long way that may be for someone moving out and they need to buy a toaster oven because their new apartment may not have an oven at all or cleaning supplies for the new apartment or they've moved in and they've left and they don't have anything they've come in with. We try to provide as much as we can, but there's always those things that are comfort to you that they want to get themselves and those small gift cards help with that or with gasoline or cell phone minutes. Um, whatever that looks like, those, those gift cards help a lot. But how tough is it 
to be here and to be working. I mean, is that an emotional uh, challenge for you guys or through the, the highs that you know that you're making an impact on these people's lives outweigh the emotional tug at your heart that you get every now and then? I think that the highs that you get when you do see some change and you can tell that you've made a difference right. definitely do outweigh some of the others. It's it's difficult to work with people who who deal who are dealing with trauma sure. every single day, sure. and it's definitely difficult for our navigators because they take on a lot of that trauma. And it's so easy to go home at night and worry: is this next? This this person going to be alive tomorrow? Yeah. Um, and also just with the dynamics of domestic violence, most people leave, um, most people leave anywhere from seven to 12 times before they leave a situation for good. So we really have to look at success differently. It's not, did this person leave the relationship? It's, was this person comfortable enough that they felt safe coming to me and they felt safe talking to me and um, sharing this information. So our success may be that they got that information and they're comfortable coming back to us again if they need to. Because the person can use our services as many times as they need but it's you know it's we have to do a lot of training and a lot of self-care um sure just unfortunately to be able to yeah i'm to sure there's a lot agency like this there's a lot to the process there's a yes. lot to do that uh anything else about albion fellows bacon center that we want that you guys want to talk about before before we close um, i think it's it's real important just to know that um if you know someone that's experiencing this, the best thing that you can do is approach them in private okay. and let them know you're you're concerned about how their partner's treating them or that you've you know you've seen bruises. Um, the other thing is you need to listen and believe them. Okay. Most people who are sharing what's happened to them, they kind of um, they don't really tell you everything in the beginning because they're not quite sure what you can handle and what you're going to believe. So whatever they're sharing with you, it's usually a lot worse than what they're actually telling you. And then you want to believe them because it's going to be difficult because a lot of times you're going to know both the victim and the perpetrator and you may not be seeing this other side of the abusive person and then just know what support systems are out there all of our services at albion are free of charge person doesn't have to come into our facility um, to receive services they don't have to live in the shelter they can utilize the mobile advocacy program and they don't actually have to even come to albion we can work with them at their workplace we can meet with them at their high school. I've met with people in bowling alleys and bars and restaurants, wherever they're comfortable and they feel safe. We will go to them. We just won't go into their own home, but anywhere else we will. So we just really encourage someone, if, if you're experiencing this or if you know someone that is, um, please reach out because okay. um, there is help and, and we do believe you. Okay. All right. Sounds great. You guys are going to be at the mall. You're our nonprofit of the month for the month of October. You'll be at the mall, Ashley. October 29th. October 29th. From okay. 12 to 4. October is also Domestic Violence Awareness Month, which is yeah. one of the reasons why it was really important to us to partner with the mall this month. Um, and we'll be there um, with some of our youth council members. We do have a youth council um, that does an amazing job. They do podcasts okay. and um, nice. blogs and things like that. And some of our um, staff and board members will be there as well, offering information. Um, or if you need more information about the resources in the community, we'll be there to talk about that. So. Okay. Thank you guys again for being a part of this and thank you for what you do in our community. You guys make a tremendous impact and we're pleased as I'll get out to be able to connect with you guys this month and hopefully in months to come. So thank you. Thank you guys.
This has been Shortcuts, a podcast about Isla Mall featuring conversations with Ashley McReynolds and Gina Guest from Albion Fellows Bacon Center, Isla Mall's nonprofit of the month for October. For more information, visit them online at albionfellowsbacon.org. You can keep the conversation going 24 hours a day, seven days a week on our Isla Mall social media network at The Isla Mall for Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also listen to past episodes of Shortcuts on the mall's website, shopislamall.com. And of course, we can't wait till the very next time we see you shopping at Isla Mall. <music>